The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Cowboys Storylines with Nick Eatman. What's up? It's Cowboys Storyline. I'm Nick Eatman. It is Tuesday, September 26th. Episode. I'm just kidding. We're not going down that road. But uh, that's that's Derek's thing on the break. But this is Cowboys Storyline, and we are moving on here. We're moving past a uh, tough loss. You know, it's funny how how that happened. Cowboys beat the Giants in Week One, forty to nothing, and I was like, we can talk about that all day. We, I went the next week still talking about it. But you know, you lose the game in Arizona, you're like, okay, moving on. Let's let's go to uh, the next game, and and, and rightfully so. Uh, that's what they need to do um, because nobody cares. New, the New England Patriots don't care uh, what the Cowboys are dealing with or what or the game that from the week before. Uh, they're going to come in here trying to win, and they got a Hall of Fame uh, head coach uh, ready to do that. Uh, with, and Bill Belichick. So it should be uh, a, a good game. He's not the only person coming to town. Uh, how about Ezekiel Elliott? That's going to be fun to to see him. Uh, and I think everyone uh, still you know roots for him and wants him to do well. And and and, and that's a good thing. It's a good thing that that Zeke's career has gotten to that point where you know he he leaves the Cowboys, but still there's a, there's a lot of respect. And, and I think it's it's mutual from from both sides. Um, but that that will be another storyline. Uh, for the game. The big thing for the Cowboys is going to be if they can just get healthy, especially at the offensive line. That was a factor, obviously, in the game the other day. Anytime you lose three guys, it's going to be tough to replace, especially all at once. And, and, if, and if one of them is, is Zach Martin, and then, of course, uh, you know, Tyler Biotish and Tyron Smith. I mean, all of those guys uh, have made the Pro Bowl in the last couple of years. So, that's that's the big deal for the Cowboys, just seeing if they can get healthy again and get ready to go and, and, and figure out how to fix some of these red zone problems, how to stop the running quarterbacks. I don't know if Mac Jones is is you know going to be you know in any relay races as, as far as speed goes, but I mean that's that's not been the, the thing. It's been breakdowns on defense and letting the the pocket collapsing and letting these guys uh, take off. And he can probably do that uh, just like any of the other guys have done. So that that's going to be another thing the Cowboys have to to shore up. But I'm going to let you guys talk about it. 888-855-2297. Let's get right to the calls here. We've got Darian in Houston. So Darian in Houston, you're the first up. Hey, how's it going, Nick? Love the show, man. I'm good, man. Thank you so much. Man, I think we're going to be all right. Look, I know you said we're moving on, uh, but we've seen in the past that the key to beating this defense is either like running right at Micah or taking him out and running away from him. And mm-hmm. I feel like our linebackers got caught out of position a lot um, this past week. And a part of it is that smaller hybrid safety getting blocked mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so going forward, would you want to see Micah maybe moved around to linebacker? I know they made him a full-time edge, but he's just our best player. I feel like yeah. moving to linebacker will probably get him flowing the sideline to sideline and uh, stopping those runs, maybe filling some gaps. Yeah, think? I think hey, that's that's a good call, and that that's I, I like I like where you're where you're thinking here. I don't know if they're going to do that. Okay, I'm I'm not I'm not sure that they're going to move Micah to, to linebacker because they they do want him rushing the passer as much as you possibly can. But what I love about this call, Darian, is the fact that like you know you're coming up with a solution. You know that that's another, a lot of times people have they they can figure out the problem. I, I can tell you where the problem is. Okay, cool. What are we going to do about it? And so. At least, at least that, that that's an option. Do we want to move him to linebacker? Now, now, what happens then? Do you not get as much pass rush? I think what you have to figure out, and this is always what coaches have to weigh in, is what are we losing by not having Micah rush all the time 
versus having him play linebacker. And so I think the drop-off between a guy like Micah and Marquise Bell playing linebacker is 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 a big, big drop-off there. I mean, it's a big difference as opposed to maybe rushing Sam Williams more off the edge or or Dante Fowler or Dorrance Armstrong. So uh, I'm still rushing Micah Parsons a lot. He's going to rush the quarterback, but I don't hate the idea of moving him even back to the second level a little bit because what, what we know is quarterbacks have to account for number 11 at all times. And so the more you can throw him around in different places, I mean, it's one thing to say he's, he's rushing from over here. Okay, running back, you got the chip. Or he's rushing from over here. But if he's back in the second level and he's got the speed, that's what's critical. He's got the speed to rush from there and close quickly. So maybe that's just another wrinkle that that we could see here uh, at some point. All right, we got some text questions. Text line uh, questions. Got a few already, so we're going to go to that. About uh, this is on the red zone. I don't have a number here, so but just about the red zone offensive play calling is terrible. RPO worked as well last year. Make plays for Dak to keep it. Tell him to f and run. Ian from Illinois. Sorry, I missed that part at the end here. Ian from Illinois. Tell him to run. Yes, I mean there's there's times he needs to do that. Um, and and you know I'm sure it's hard not to think about. With, you know, when you're Dak, it's hard not to think about the injury that that happened to him in the past, and just any injuries as well. You know, you want to head first. You got to, you know, watch out for concussions and and you know those type of collisions. So, you know, I think you need to be smart about it. But there's times where he has, he did have to run this last game. I mean, there was a couple of plays where I thought he was just going out there and being a football player. That's that's what he's got to do. It's just be an athlete, be a football player, be tough, be diving around, get first downs, move the sticks. That's what you need out of him, um, and that's what that's what made him so good at Mississippi State. That's what made him good his first few years here, just before he could really kind of develop his all around game. Um, but I, I think that he, he he can't just be a stand in the pocket guy, and that's that's not what what's that's not what's made Dak who he is. So I think um, I think he'll he, he's going to get back to that. He had to kind of run this last game because you know there was a lot of times where he didn't have a lot of room, a lot of time to throw. All right, more text questions here. This is from Mike in Houston. Please explain what Leighton Vanderish is doing when he moves guys over on the D line pre play. I think what what I think what you're talking about there is just is just making sure they're in the right gaps. I mean, I I I don't know exactly what you're referencing, but most of the times when those linebackers come up and move, it's just making sure he understands what they're trying to do, what the where the fits are, and just wanting to make sure. And also can kind of tell based off of him, you know, looking at film, looking at what the other team's doing, what they what their trends are, what they tend to do on plays like that if he might need to move a Hankins you know a little bit over here because he can see it a little bit better than the defensive guys that's what I'm thinking that you're referencing there just moving some guys uh around more um you know left and right all right uh phone line is open here give us a call 888-855-2297 uh the text line 817-290-3298 all right Patrick from Las Vegas on the text line. Was our problem with the run on defense a scheme issue, lack of effort, execution issue? Also, what kind of plays would you like to see the offense run in the red zone to be more efficient? Um, let's go back to the, the first part there. I mean, I, I never want to say effort. I just, 
I'm just not not going to go there. It's hard to prove. You don't really know whose effort is is you know. You, it's hard to see that on tape. And uh, once you go down that route, I mean, that's 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 really no turning back. So um, I, I'd like to thank give the guys the benefit of the doubt. Effort is there. Uh, I don't think you can play for a Dan Quinn defense. Um, you wouldn't play very long if you if you didn't put in a lot of effort. There's too many guys. There's too many guys that you could play here. So. Um, I think I think what it was really was uh, it was a scheme. I thought Arizona did a really good job of doing misdirection runs, keeping them off balance, using the Cowboys' strength against them. Their speed, their tenacity, the way they want to get the football, move them that way, cut it back. They did a really good job of kind of getting them to go where they wanted them to go, and then they they ran the ball the other way. So nice nice job there. They also like we talked about yesterday. And like what what one of the uh, uh, the callers also said is the linebackers they 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 got hat on a hat and they made sure they had bigger guys blocking the linebackers and that was certainly uh, efficient. All right, the we've got Eddie O in Thousand Island North uh, New York Thousand Island New York. Eddie, good morning, Nick. Eddie, what's good up? Man? How are you doing? Good morning. Long-time reader, listener, uh, first-time caller. Awesome. Love the show. Thank you. Thanks so much. And thank you. Um, you bet. Uh, I'm after work. So I do want to give a uh, thanks to Chris Beam and Derek for uh, helping to get this uh, going. I kind of feel like back in the day when uh, Seattle had Russell Wilson, it was always let Russ cook. I think the message to Derek was, hey, can we let Nick cook? And I kind of feel like the show is doing that. You so got to really be careful with that. that. I'm not, you know, I'm not the best at that. I don't want thing. I don't want this thing to burn. You know what I mean? But uh, no, I, pre- I, I, I appreciate that. I, I'm having fun with doing um, it. It's fun. I can tell it shows. And I love your stories. I love your demeanor. Um, I uh, appreciate the history because I'm, I'm close to your age. I'm a little older. I'm more like a, Bob Brunig or Mark Stepnowski, if you get my drift. So I'm a little bit older than oh, you. Gotcha. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So um, I guess I, I want to thank you also for sh- uh, sharing the idea of the Immaculate Grid. Uh, I Man. think that's really cool. I've been Play playing it every day. And- yeah. That's fun. Yeah. It's fun when, and if people don't know what what this is, I'll explain in a second uh, about it's on Pro Football Reference. But what's fun is when the Cowboys are one of the teams, and then like like that's a challenge. Like I got to go with the most obscure player I can think of from the Cowboys and like another team. Basically, it just lines up a grid. It also have two teams, you know, like Steelers, Browns. You got to find a player that's played for both. And when it's Cowboys and and someone else, and you want to go with the most obscure so you can get a, a low score. It's pretty fun. It's addicting. It's also baseball and basketball. But I'm not as good in those sports. But it's it's a challenge for yeah. sure. Like it's tough. Uh, yesterday I got my first uh, complete grid, which I thought was kind of cool. But <laughs> it, it's it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. So um, anyway, I did have a question for you, okay. and it was answered last week uh, when you were hitting your 500 uh, mark, and now you're 500 plus. I w- was going to ask you what your favorite game was that you've ever been present at and watched. Um, I'm not at 500. I'm up to 12 games. We like to travel nice. nearby uh, when we can, and we've been to Dallas a couple of times. So I'll just share a quick uh, little history. My favorite game was only a couple of years ago, 2021, the overtime win in New England. Um, what a roller coaster of a game, up and down with Diggs giving, getting a pick six and uh, <laughs> giving up a big play. And said uh, Wilson with a fourth down catch, total yeah. line uh, tap on the sidelines, and then CD with a walk off. Just what an emotional roller coaster that was. Yeah. Yeah, that was um, that was a good one. That was a uh, and, and also for for me, I think that was the one uh, place I had never seen the Cowboys win 
because um, I've been to some preseason games there and a couple of regular season games had never seen them win up there. So that that was the first time you know that I had actually seen witnessed that happen. Yeah, it was so a good one, definitely. So, and I thought it tied in because we're getting ready for the Patriots ready to play this week. Them. So that's right. I would post uh, knowing that you're not only a Cowboy fan but you know a sports fan, football fan in general. Here's a game that a buddy of mine and I play. Um, I'm not a big jersey guy, so when I go to these games, I don't wear jerseys. You know, uh, I'm, I'm representing the Cowboys with the colors, but I'm not wearing a jersey. If, if I was going to wear a jersey in Dallas, it would be Tony Dorsett for certain. Um, but the game we play is, suppose you were going to, and I know the game's home this week, but suppose you were going to New England and you had to rep to represent a New England player, what jersey of a player would you wear? And I'll give you mine and I'll hang up and then... Okay. Later tonight after work, I'll listen to your response. But mm-hmm. if I had to wear a New England guy, I think I would rep Ty Law. That would be my choice. Thanks, Nick, for taking my call. For, I appreciate that. For me, it would be um, it would be Ryan Mallett. I think he played for the Patriots. Uh, former Arkansas quarterback passed away tragically this year uh, in a drowning um accident I believe uh for him and the reason why I, I say I believe because there's been a few uh tragedies uh for Arkansas players uh Alex Collins um you know another with Peyton Hillis he did not pass away but it was a scary deal also uh, you know in the water but Ryan Mallett uh he did play for New England that would be my that's the first guy I could think of uh there um that's probably not the spirit of your question you know, I think you're talking about you know somebody that you really respect uh, and the way that they, you know, they play the game and all that. You know, and I'm not a big Jersey guy either. Um, but um, you know, you, you have to respect what New England's done. I mean, I, I have a lot of respect for them as an organization, what they've done. I wasn't ever a Tom Brady fan, but I mean, how could you not respect what what he's done? And Randy Moss. I mean, I've I loved watching Randy Moss, and when he went to New England, he was uh, he was outstanding. Also, uh, I like Wes Welker as well, and so. No, those are guys there that I like. Good call. I uh, appreciate that. All right, well, we've got Anthony in Roswell, New Mexico is next. Anthony. Hey, how's it going? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm all right. I'm what jersey okay. What jersey do you have? What What's your jersey of choice? Well, I haven't bought a new one yet, uh, but the only one I wear is Des Bryant's jersey. Nice. Nice. The only one. That I'll that I'll keep. You know, there's a around. ton of. De- you know what? I was walking up the, to the stadium the other day for the Jets game, and I just and I just it just caught my eye how many Des Bryant's. You see a lot of 88s, and you think it's CD. Maybe it's Michael, but I mean Des Des is I think the most 88 jerseys I think that are still there at the stadium. So, what do you got on your mind? Well, I think that the only if you can keep all the. All the fans from jumping off the cliff, I think we'll what will be okay. The only thing I we have to change, I wouldn't change anything about Sunday's game, other than just scoring points. Just you're in the red zone, score points, other than a field goal, and the defense is not supposed to score points. That's not what they're there for. But I think they got too comfortable with well, the defense is going to carry the whole team which, I mean, it's not possible for every game in the season. Just offense, I think, needs to pick up their game. And then my, my biggest thing here where, where we're at is just um, keeping our Uncle James from jumping off the cliff, and we'll be okay. That's the barometer here. Yeah. 
Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for the call. You know, I said it a couple of weeks ago, or, or was it last week, when there was a lot of talk about the 49ers and, and how they ma- match up with the 49ers and all that. And and I've and, and I've had people text me, you know, friends of mine, like, do you think this is the the, the next test? And and I said it, and I said it here. I think the test is to get to four and That was the test. It didn't happen. But the test is is to every week is to make sure that you are focused. The team is focused on on what can happen because I think this is a pretty good wake up call that you can get beat. You know, just little things can happen here. Like how do you how do you lose to the Cardinals? Well, number one, you, you your talent level can get down and, and equaled with them if you have some injuries in the in the you know in the really bad spots like cornerback. And then three offensive line positions. So that right there starts to, to you know, now now you're you're getting somewhat evened out a little bit. Then give the other team some some opportunity for hope. Give them some some things to, to be excited about. They didn't get down like the like the Giants. I mean, maybe the Giants game could have been the exact same thing, but their field goal wasn't blocked for a touchdown. They made the field goal. They got the ball back again. They scored a few minutes later. It was nine to nothing, and it was fifteen to three. And the more the game went on, they're looking at each other like we can win this game, and and they could, and they played that way and played with confidence. So there there were things that, to happen, and I think that this should be a good wake up call for the Cowboys to realize that moving forward that the focus has to be there throughout the week, and it has to be there uh, throughout the game as well. All right, let's go to the line in. Uh, Vegas, Rob in Las Vegas. Hey, Nick, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you, Rob? I'm good. You know, unfortunately, when I look at this team, I just look at the one guy, and, you know, I look at Dak, and I just think, I think he's regressed, unfortunately. You know, he's he's never had arm talent, but he had leg talent, and now he doesn't have that. And he mm-hmm. just looks like a guy that's been beaten down. I mean, the media let's face it, holds the Dallas Cowboys quarterback to a different standard. And he just looks just beaten because, you know, let's face it, he hasn't taken his team where we thought they would be by now. And the interceptions, and now I, I think they, they call plays like he's regressed. They are afraid to let him throw in the middle of the field. And I don't know if that's Mike McCarthy or that's just him. Because that's mostly where his interceptions come, and sure enough, in the game the other night, middle of the field. So I just think I, I hope they don't extend him. I hope they don't panic and pay him fifty something million dollars because I just don't think he's worth it, and I don't think he could take this team, you know, to the next level. You got guys now that surpassed him. Jalen Hurts, I, I never wanted to believe Jalen Hurts was better. I always thought they're kind of the same guy, but they're not. Jalen Hurts in the last two years has just passed that and everything, running, throwing, and unfortunately there's just too many good young quarterbacks now that are coming out, and they're just better. And I think he's in his seventh year, and unfortunately this, this should be his prime. This should be his window and i don't see it i see a, a beaten quarterback mentally and well, and physically but you called last week right rob i mean uh, i think you called last week or maybe the, this isn't your first call here i mean you called no, no. you called last week as well but you didn't say that last week so like like you think you think the arizona game just like broke him down like he's a different person different quarterback no now. I, I don't i don't think he's been the same person since he broke his leg to be honest like i said 
you know, when we saw Tony Romo, we know Tony Romo controlled the ball. Tony Romo was a a really good thrower of the ball. He could move. Yeah, he would make some bonehead plays. But he was a he had arm talent. Mm-hmm. Dak never had arm talent. He, but what we liked about Dak is he was a big guy and he could run. He's not even that big anymore. He doesn't even look physically nearly as big as he was. And you know, Dak made up with it. You know, okay. You know, like like a Lamar Jackson. If you're not going to have the arm talent, if you but if you have leg talent, I could take that. Most most guys will. And Jalen Hurts was like that. But now Jalen Hurts has turned into a passer. So uh, all I'm saying is, I like Dak. Every Dallas Cowboy fan should like Dak. If he does good, we do good. But he holds this team back, and I see these wide receivers like Ceedee Lamb. I don't think they have the confidence in Dak. They're not going to say it, but. I just don't think they have the confidence in Dak like they used to. Because, like, what else does he need? We we got you a a, a really good defense. He needs an I offensive line. I mean, what do you mean? He needs an offensive line. No, no, no. Line. I I, I, am, I understand. You... I'm not. But see, I'm yeah. not talking about just Sunday. Okay. I'm talking about uh, for the last few years. He he'll have his good games, and it used to be that he would feast on bad teams, and yes, he would struggle against the 49ers. Yeah. And uh, some of the better teams, but he's not even doing that now. He's struggling against an average team like Arizona, and I get it. They were missing three starters, okay. so I'm not going to, you know, hold yeah. him totally account. But Sounds I like just you. don't. <laughs> I just want to know: Do you think he's regressed? Because I no, don't see him. No, I, I don't. don't think he's gotten better. I think he's a better quarterback. I think he's a better quarterback than he was before. Thanks for the call. I think he's a much better quarterback than he was before. And the reason why is is just from from an experience standpoint. I think from what he sees out there, um, yeah, I think the offense has changed a little bit for him. But but I don't I don't believe in that about not throwing in the middle of the field. He threw more slants in that game than I've seen him throw. You know, that's not exactly the middle of the field, but that I mean, it, it's still it's still it could be a, a pass that gets deflected and intercepted. I do think he needs to play. Play with his legs more. He needs to run. He needs to get the feel for it just a little bit more. Um, that's one thing that I think he can be better at. But I do not think he's regressed um, as a quarterback. I think he's a and I, and another thing. Those court those receivers have ultimate confidence in him. They I don't know how you can look at that and don't think that way. They do. They have confidence that he's going to make the play. You know, th- they're three games into this offense. They're figuring this out. It's not gone exactly like they thought. There's been a few wrinkles every time. Every week there's just been something that's thrown it off a little bit, and maybe that's going to be the case every week. Maybe it's always going to be something, whether it's it's the way the game is played, the way your defense, you know, you're going up against a certain defense, but you have a big lead like the Jets, or you're going to play in a, in a downpour against the Giants, or just you're missing guys. I don't know. Maybe it's always going to be that way, but they're still finding their way. And so to, to, to put a blanket statement that he's regressed as a quarterback, they don't have confidence in him, I'm not going there. Um, and that's, I mean, you can't. And that's fine. I'm not going there. I don't. I don't think that's the case. They lost a game to a team that they should have. They should have beaten. But you know, the the defense did not step up. The defense wasn't who we thought they were. We thought they were a different team than that. They're not. 
Because go back and look at last year. They lost Dak. Cooper Rush comes in. Wasn't setting the world on fire, but the defense was. The defense carried him. I think there was a thought that this defense would carry that offense and that team in that game, and they did not. They failed them, and then, therefore, it was a tough it was a tough mountain for them to climb. All right, we're going to go to break here. We'll come right back on Cowboy Storyline. We've got some callers on the line. We've got some text messages. We'll be right back on Cowboy Storyline. Fall is here, and that means football is back, bringing all the delicious game day foods with it. As you prep for all the big games, tailgates, and watch parties, let Yokiero be your one-stop destination for all things home gating. Yokiero's fresh, flavorful, ready-to-serve guacamole made with real Hass avocados will score taste bud touchdowns as you cheer on the Cowboys. Yokiero's wide range of mouth-watering and versatile products can be found in your local grocery store's produce or deli section. Grab some today. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of Cowboys fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't-really-care fan, a we-got-em-next-time fan or we'll-never-win-again fan, a here-for-the-tailgate fan or a first-one-through-the-gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they made just about everything else easier, too. So whether you're a here-every-week fan or haven't-been-here-in-years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great Dallas Cowboys seats. How's Wingstop sound? Crispy, juicy, classic wings. Made to order, cooked to perfection, and sauced and tossed in those 11 soul-satisfying flavors. Paired with hand-cut seasoned fries, house-made honey mustard, blue cheese, or signature Wingstop ranch. And, of course, spicy Cajun fried corn. I think you've heard enough. Get your flavor delivered at Wingstop.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back, back to Cowboys Storylines. All right, welcome back to Cowboys Storyline. You know, funny things can happen on a break. We can make big changes here. The camera changes, and I'm joined by a guest here. Now, earlier in the day, now a, a, a local uh, high school here in, in Carroll is South Lake Carroll, which if you've heard of them, it's because they win about 100 state championships I mean, every single year. But they also have a really strong media program, and so we were able to talk with some of them. There's a tour. We went to break, and I was like, hey, bring someone in to ask a question. So I introduce yourself into the mic here. I don't even know who, who we're talking to here. Hi, my name's Lujane Ahmed, and I'm a senior at Carroll Senior High School. Nice. And you have a question for the for this show? Um, football question? Football question. 
kind of putting her on the spot here a yeah. little bit. They're in the uh, middle, and all of and all of her friends are taking okay. pictures up here and all that. <laughs> um, I know the heat this year has been like rough, mm-hmm. even for our sports teams. So how are y'all doing with that, just media wise and well, sports wise? Like, well, we 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 uh, we don't fight it. We just go. We go <laughs> we to California. We go California. to California for training camp. That, that's kind of what what happens. Is now it, it is true though. You do you do come back here um, for about three weeks and have you know practices and and it's a it's a thing. You know you got to practice sometimes eight o'clock in the morning. Practice some um, you know indoor. There's a the Ford Center um, that they they practice in, so you have to be you know cognizant of that, and also you also got to be prepared for games that you are going to play in the heat. I think they they thought right. there might be one you know in New York, but it was raining, and it was night, so it wasn't a big deal. So that's mm-hmm. that's one. I mean, you you guys you guys know all about that here in in, yeah. in, uh, in South Lake. So all right, you want to take a phone call? We're gonna take we're gonna take a call here. Let's okay. take let's take a call. Sorry, yeah, yeah. We'll do this as your as your whole staff is over here uh, watching. All right, who do we got here? We've got Nick in Albuquerque. It's, it's actually Vince in Albuquerque. Oh, okay. Sorry, Vince in Albuquerque. That's, Apologize. That's right. Yeah, blame right. Chris. All right, what's up, man? So not too much. Another great show. Uh, I was gonna ask you, what do you think about the offense of the Jets, offense of the 49ers? How much similarity are they to each other? The and 49ers the Cowboys, and the Jets? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, they're not not exactly the same. I mean, I think they, they, the Brock Purdy's got this thing rolling for them uh, a, a little bit. Are you talking about the 49ers? I'm sorry, but the offense or the defense? The offense, yeah, the offense. Because, you know, the Cowboys yeah. stopped the, the, uh, the offense uh, against the Well, they're offensive teams that are – kind of familiar with or similar to the Jets yeah. that the Cowboys can maybe stop because uh, I'm thinking maybe is this a kryptonite for uh, for our defensive coordinator? Well, I guess we'll find out. We'll see if it's more than just one game to, to kind of do that. Uh, uh, Luan, you want to help with that? 49ers and the Jets? I mean, I try to worry, worry about just the Cowboys. I mean, what about you? Do you, you have any idea about them? Um <laughs> I wish I could say I know a lot about sports, but I I really can't. I'm still learning the still ins learning. and outs of it. No. So no, I, I just I, I thought I would try because honestly I don't know as much either about them. I, I will say this though I I think the the 49ers though they they just have a lot more weapons. They have a lot more guys they can go to. They have McCaffrey. They have Debo. They got versatile weapons that they can throw around. The Jets really don't have that. They're relying on on you know they 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 rely obviously on on Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall a little bit, but it really starts with the quarterback in the way. That, that Brock Purdy is kind of running that show. All right, thanks, thanks for the call there. So, um, Luana, I appreciate you, you you stopping by. All of your all of your your classmates are here. They're doing a tour. This is South Lake uh, Carol Dragon Media. What what do you do in the media? What's your what's your favorite thing to do? All right. Um, so far, my favorite thing has been shooting football games. It okay. has been fun being on the sidelines, just getting photography, getting video, and honestly, like being in that environment where everyone is just so into the game like there's just so much hype and support from our school from our band from our cheerleaders it's just it's it's uh, it's such a great environment to me to be in well it is it certainly is and and also the expectations it's very similar to the cowboys except for the fact that they've had a lot more success but when they don't win at south lake carroll it, it's a big deal because you guys are, are expecting to right. win all the time and you're doing a great job uh both in athletics also in the media so i, I appreciate you stopping by thank you so much thank you for so being much. here y'all can kind of finish the tour we can do the show so you, yeah you can you can uh you can join the tour i think we're ready to go 
So All there. Right. Thank, thank you, you so much. much. Appreciate it. All right. That was Lawan Ahmed from South Lake Carroll. Her whole her whole uh, team is out there watching her and shooting videos of there. They are. You can see them there. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, Got to throw some curveballs on the show every once in a while, a little bit, try to see. And you know what? We got another one coming tomorrow. I'm not going to like this curveball. I can just tell you that right now. I'm going to have to change clothes um, tomorrow uh, in the middle of the show. I'll explain that later. So, um, sorry about the call. Is Vince in Albuquerque? Uh, a lot of stuff happening there. But I, just explaining the 49ers and the Jets. I mean, I, I just think the difference there really it kind of goes with the way that they they run their offense and their quarterback. All right, Byron in Raleigh, North Carolina, still on the line, Byron. You there, Byron? Maybe not. All right. Um, let's go to some text message questions here. Uh, this one is from a 405 number. What do you think of the Cowboys' body language on Sunday? I really didn't like what I saw from leaders like Micah, CD. Uh, seemed like they were not only surprised by the game, but didn't see much rallying and, and hyping the uh, each other. Um, I think there's something to be said for that. Uh, I, I really do. I, I don't think they were um, – it, it didn't seem the same. Um, and, and, it, and I think it started, obviously, with, with the Trayvon injury earlier in the week. And then when you go and you see some of the injuries that you have, um, you know, but, but that's a little surprising to me because what I said earlier, when they've had injuries before, when Dak was out, they lost some guys, they did rally. So I, I just think all, all in all, they, they weren't they weren't ready to play this game. They weren't as focused as they needed to be. And, you know, I think they'll 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 fix that. And I think everyone will. I think I think the coaches will fix that. I think the players will fix that. I guess, you know, and the fans aren't the ones that are, you know, preparing, but the fans will will, will have a different focus as well. I mean, I, I think no longer do you look at 49ers. Do you look down the road at the Eagles and stuff like that? You can't. You can't do that. You have to look at what's happening now because this team has shown that they will get beat by a team that they're not ready to play. So I think the focus all the way around will be on the Patriots um, this week. All right, Irvin and Irwin in Denver. Irwin, what's up? Hey, what's going on, Nick? How you doing? Love I'm good. Show. I'm good. Thank you. Hey, so I got a couple things for you. Um, little disappointed. I just want your thoughts on it. Uh, on what's going on with Brandon Cooks? How come we're not, you know, really getting the ball to Brandon Cooks on some deep plays? And I thought he was brought in to take you know, that stuff over the top. Uh, and it, it, it might be an issue. Um, why didn't we, if, if that's the case, and McCarthy's running the kind of system that he's doing now, the Texas Coast, it looks like a short game. Did we actually get the wrong receiver in free agency, if that's the case? And number two, just wanted to go back to that one caller who was talking about Dak. Mm-hmm. Man, if we could get Dak... Every game, like he played against Tampa Bay last year in that playoff game, I mean, he was like on his game. It was perfect. He was just, it looked like he was in the zone. And if yeah. we could just get to play like that, I think we can go a long, long yeah. ways. And, yeah. And I'll just hear what you have to say about that. I, I appreciate that. Um, I appreciate the call. You know, Dak, you're right, though. I mean, that's that's what the thing that's kind of weird is that, like, when Dak played against the Bucks a few, you know, it was a few games ago now. I mean, it, it was the the playoff game. But it wasn't just a good game. It was one of the best games that any quarterback has ever had in the history of the NFL playoffs. I mean, it, it was in that type of performance. 
Uh, but then he comes back the next week. They don't play as well against San Francisco. It's a different type of game, obviously a different defense. And, and he, you know, he throws some interceptions, trying to force it. Um, at times, they didn't have uh, enough playmakers, and, and they lost. And that's the game that kind of gets carried over into the offseason. And, and it really doesn't get brought up again until he has another interception. I, I don't think Dak lost the game last week. I mean, I don't think I don't think that was necessarily the reason. Um, going back to Cooks, though. I think Cooks is the perfect person for this for this offense. So because Cooks is a possession receiver with speed, so that that type of stuff, um, you know, he's played two games. Um, he's played w- one game really where where the, they could really throw the football around, and that's last week. Um, wasn't they weren't that effective? Nobody really was. Gallup kind of had you know had some nice plays. He had a couple. Cooks had some some plays. It's really been one game that you can kind of evaluate where, where Cooks is in all this. So again, a little too early to. to to go there. All right, David in Fort Worth is next. David, what's up? David, are you there? Oh yes, sir. Can you hear me? I can. What's up? Okay, sorry about that. I, I didn't. I didn't hear you. Uh, it's okay. Greet me initially. Um, uh, yeah, I just wanted to call in. I couldn't call in on, on forces yesterday, and I'm finding out that I got to change my name, man, because you got a lot of Davids that call in now. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I just wanted to touch on I you're literally talking about it on the screen right now, so I, I don't want to repeat pretty much, but I, I want to start off by saying Romo is my favorite Dallas Cowboys quarterback of all time. Again, I'm 32. I didn't live through all the glory years and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think we got to put this this Dak and Romo comparison to rest already, man. Like a lot of people call in and talk about, oh, if Romo had this team or if Romo had that team, and Romo doesn't. Romo's living a great life now. He's moved on. I think we need to move on as well. Dak's our guy. A lot of people like to like. I can imagine the, these same callers that are like, "See, like last season, see Dak's not like, Dak's not our guy. He's bad, yada yada." And then the Buccaneers game comes, and they're like, "Maybe I was wrong. Maybe he is right. our guy." And then the Forty ers game comes, and they're like, "See, I knew it. I was right." And it's just, I, I don't feel like people are just giving him the grace that they wanted people to give Romo. Like, he's gonna make mistakes. He's a fourth round fourth round pick for you know a reason. I think he's good enough to do the job. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. Uh, another thing that I wanted to talk, t- touch on was um, we had a caller earlier that was talking about Brandon Cooks. Um, but last week we had callers earlier. Last week we had callers that were talking about Michael Gallup and that he's not involved enough. And it's just the game's going to dictate who's going to get the ball. Sometimes it's going to happen, sometimes it's not. I think we just got to slow our roll. It's a very frustrating loss, obviously, but. Just slow our roll a little bit, take it one game at a time, let the offense figure out what the offense is going to be, let Dak get into a rhythm, and then we'll go from there. So a little bit of a, I guess, just yeah. a rant, but that's okay. I that's okay. That Thanks, David. I mean, and, and that's that's the the show to do that is to kind of rant uh, a little bit after that. This is, these are kind of the callers that I thought we would have yesterday a little bit, um, and, and and that's okay. I mean, like this this is it's a it's frustrating. And Dak, see here here's the thing that that I that kind of bothers me about sometimes, and it's not just fans. It's not just fans. Media does it too. It's like every game, every play, it's like it's the final. It's the final conclusion. It's like, all right, make your statement on, you know, it's like your closing remarks on this guy, you know, bad game or, or at least a, or a bad play. And it's all like, he's not the guy. Don't pay him or whatever. Don't give him the contract or he's not very good or he should be cut. You know, just different players based off of one or two games. And, and I think if, the, if you have a small sample size on a guy, it makes more sense, but when you're when you're sitting here and, and Dak has played now, you know, 
you know, seven seven years in eighth season now or whatever. But it's like, you know, he he's built up some some equity here. I think to to withstand, um, you know, some an interception here here or there, especially when he does he makes some some great plays as well. Um, Dak versus Romo. It's the same guy right now. I mean, it's the same. Like, Romo does things better than, than Dak. Dak does things better than Romo, but the result has been the same. The the, the playoff success or lack of success is about the same. Uh, yes, I, I think, I think you know, Romo played the game differently, but but for the most part, these two guys, their careers have been about this, the same. One guy started as a, as a rookie and played. Another guy waited, you know, had to wait four years or so to get his opportunity. But but still, you know, kind of took the league by storm when when they both were 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 doing what they did. I mean, they I don't I don't sit there and and and, and kind of go one versus the other because they they both their careers have been about the same, um, and they're both you know I think they're both really good quarterbacks. Um, I think they're both underrated because of of the of the the grief that they they get every single negative play. Um, I think that it's it's just it's the nature of the business, but it's also the nature of the business when you haven't won, and and uh, you know in every single play they get kind of judged by it. All right, uh, one of the going back to the text line question about that, uh, Mike from Boston and, and the caller Rob from Vegas also talked about Dak's money. What do you think the Cowboys take? A, do you think the Cowboys will take a long, hard look at Dak and consider not giving him a huge contract? I mean, what are they going to keep giving uh, this guy money for a mediocrity? I mean, seriously, he's not somebody who can raise a team when the defense is playing bad. He had tons of talent and hasn't done anything. Hmm. Uh, don't agree with that, and uh, that's you know I don't. I don't expect that to be a call, you know, uh, somebody to call in and, and say that. Um, I think, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think they've had tons of mediocrity. I really, I really don't. I mean, he, he that's not him. That's not his stats. That's not what what he is. Uh, he has been a he's been a really good quarterback, and he's been a good leader for this team. And you know, if you don't think that that matters, then. You haven't played football or you haven't you haven't you know you haven't been in a locker room you haven't played any sport then really I mean if you don't think that, that, that there's a there's a level to all of this stuff I don't agree with with people that think that they've lost confidence in him I think they have confidence in Dak to go to go make plays he's done it this team hasn't hasn't had the success that you wanted but but if you go and look at what they've done uh while he's been the quarterback I don't I don't I don't think this is a, a mediocre team and I don't think it's a mediocre quarterback um now they have a tough decision to make just because they're they're kind of getting up against it uh with the cap but um i think they'll work it out and i think that he'll be the quarterback for this team uh for the next few years i do think they're going to make uh, something happen there that's just what i believe i think that's the way jerry operates i think that's what he wants he wants uh to to win with dak and uh i think he feels like he's trying to give him the pieces around him where he can do that all right uh we got a couple more callers on the line here johnny in ridgeville south carolina johnny what's up Hey, Nick, we'll pick three. What's up? Hey, I tell you what, I, I listen to some of your callers with awe and amazement sometimes. Anybody who watched that game and came back with the problem is Dak, I don't know what you were watching. D- Dak didn't hold. Dak didn't jump off sides. I mean, you know, guys got to get open. Yeah. And they were not getting open. 
and and I, I I started to mention it yesterday, but on the one, the throw down in the in the end zone to CD, I know CD thinks he's going to get that call. He's got to at least try to catch that ball. Yeah, that... I, and it didn't look like a lot of effort there. Yeah, I don't usually dog him out for anything, but that just that didn't that mind. didn't look right. That looked kind of yeah. I, I agree with you there. Um, and then the other thing, the guys that think that that, that, that I tell you what. Tell me who you're going to replace Dak with and how much you're going to pay. Because there's teams around this league that will take Dak Prescott in a second. Yeah, I agree. He's that, he is that good. Yeah. And I, does that mean he wins? That he's going to make every throw? No. But I, I think that's ignorant. Well, I, you know, and I, I appreciate the call. And, and, you know, it's, it's a risky business. I think what, I think what, what teams are seeing or fans, I think what fans are seeing is who are your two biggest challenges in the NFC? 49ers, Eagles. That's what that's what you think. You can throw the Cardinals in there if you want because they just beat them. But, I mean, I think we, we think that those are the two top teams, and they got a quarterback in the seventh round. They also got a quarterback in the second round who everyone thought was a, more of a runner, and now look at him, look what he's doing now. And so I think they, they, that's that's the, the notion you could just do that. But go back and look. Go look at the all the other quarterbacks drafted by other teams that aren't doing so, as much. So if you think you want to just do that and say, all right, let's just just give me a third-round quarterback, some guy that can do this for, on the cheap, good luck with that because there's a lot of guys in the league that don't have that kind of success. Those two have struck gold with that, and it's and it's helping them. Let's try to get one more call real quick before we take a, uh, before we finish this show. Allen in Long Island, New York. Allen, close us hey, off here. Hey, Nick. Hey, Nick, good morning. Uh, I'd just like to give a shout-out to you and the rest of the company. Uh, Broadus, Patrick Nosey Walker, you guys do first-class work, and it's honestly a pleasure to listen to you and the rest of the DallasCowboys.com. Thank you. Uh, I'd just like to piggyback on the Dak talk. Um, I specifically remember last year when you were on the Cowboys break when Cooper Rush was running the show for a couple games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got a little pushback from Eagleton, who was also excellent. That you were like you were okay with letting Cooper Rush manage the game. You know he didn't make hardly made any mistakes. He let the defense you know control the clock or you know, let the offense control the clock. And you were like, listen, like you know I know Dak's coming back, but maybe we should you know keep it going with Cooper Rush. And I know you got a lot of pushback for that. But my question is, at what point does the Cowboys organization just say enough is enough with Dak? Like he's a yeah. great leader. He speaks. Excellent. Everything he says, he says everything right. He, he represents the Cowboys organization in, the, in a great way. But at what point does Mr. Jones and the rest of the family just say, enough is enough, we have to move on. We cannot waste any more money on this guy. Thanks for the call. Let me clarify on that, um, on, on, the, on the Cooper Rush. Uh, you can go back and look at every single one of them if you want, and, and, and I'll tell you exactly what I said. I never, never say that Cooper Rush is a better quarterback than 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 Dak, or, or, or to the point where he's a better option. What I said was, is that if this guy has won five games in a row, I'm not taking an undefeated quarterback and putting him on the bench. I'm not doing that right now, especially when a guy who's rushing back from a thumb injury. I'm not doing that. So if you if Cooper Rush goes and wins this game against the you know the Bengals, and then he wins against the Giants, and then he wins against I think. Washington, and then he goes to the Rams and they win. And I was like, if you go to Philadelphia and you win this game, he, I'm I'm playing him. I'm gonna, I'm going to play him right now until I, until he loses the game. That's what happened with Dak. 
That's what that's what that's what we saw with him. They was about to come back for Romo, but he kept winning. He kept winning. Everyone knew Romo was a better quarterback than Dak at that point in his career. Everyone knew that, but the guy kept winning. So you know, same type of thing. And uh, that's all that I said there. Um, I do think Cooper Rush has a has a beautiful deep ball throw. I mean, that's that he doesn't have a lot of throws. They just got that one. So um, that you know, that's one thing that I have said. To answer the second part and the really the, the question that you're asking, it, it's when they take a huge step back, and, and it's because and they feel like he's the guy that's that's the reason why they're they're taking a step back. You know, this team's won 12 games two years in a row. They've made it to the playoffs. They're competing. They're 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 in the, in the dance to try to to try to win it. I think when they realize that they're not one of those elite teams in the NFC, and and the reason is because they're they just need better quarterback play. When they come to that realization, that's when they'll probably make make a change. I just don't think that they're there yet. I don't think they see it that way. And uh, let's get all the pieces back here. Let, let's get this offense rolling like like they they expect it to be. And let's see what happens. It's been three games. I mean, you know, when it was when it was two games, it was it was you know, are they going to get the bye in the playoffs? Now it's been three games, and now it's just changed the quarterback. Let's just let this thing roll out, and we'll see what what happens. All right. We'll do this tomorrow. It was a fun show. Uh, For Chris Beam, I'm Nick Eatman. We'll see you tomorrow on Cowboys Storyline. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?